Hello and welcome to How Rude, the Full House podcast, an exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jonathan Pernasek, and Brandon, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I am Brandon Shockney, and I am so excited. I am beyond excited to discuss all 192 episodes of (laughs) of the Full House podcast with you, our seemingly devoted fan base. Brandon, we're starting today, we're starting where we should always begin. Yeah. The beginning. Right. The very beginning. It's a very good place to start. <laughs> uh, we we discovered that... Okay, well, for some context, mm-hmm. Brandon and I <laughs> put in some money and, you know, we, we invested. Yeah. We invested in this project. Mm-hmm. We bought the full box set of Full House, which is shaped, the packaging is shaped like the brownstone <laughs> right. from the, you know, Full House, which yeah. is a show I grew up with. I'm sure you watched yes. it. Yes. I will also say, also in our defense, we bought the box set when it was like a deal on Amazon, when it was like half the price that it normally is. Yes, so we we invested, it came in the mail, and what I have to say about the box set is that it's heavy, and when it shows up at the law firm job (laughs) that I currently hold, Mm -hmm. you tend to keep it in the package and sort of scuttle it home as fast as possible. Right. But when we opened it up, we realized that... And not only does the first disc include the aired pilot, but the unaired pilot. Right. Uh, now, what you have to understand is we're, we're going to be covering both today. They're basically the exact same show mm-hmm. with one major difference. And that difference is an individual named John Posey. Yeah. It, it, he is... Brandon, would it be safe to say that he is a, a terrible comedic actor? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one thinks Bob Saget is the greatest actor in the world, but he runs circles around this guy. Oh, man. He's so bad. He's so bad. And you get that indication from the get-go. Because yeah. what's so bizarre about this unaired pilot is that they went around San Francisco and they shot the footage for the theme song. <laughs> and it's, it's footage that anyone would be familiar with because... They just went back and put Bob Saget into all of it. Yeah. So they took him to the fucking Golden Gate Bridge. They took him to <laughs> a goddamn park. And they were running around with John Posey. Right. And according to Wikipedia, the only reason he did this pilot is because Bob Saget wasn't available at the time. He so was busy. He was busy. So it's not even a matter of they filmed it with John Posey and they thought, nah, we got to get someone new. We'll get we'll get Bob Saget. No, it's it really was just a matter of like, hey, John Posey, mm-hmm. we need to film this for some dudes in a room could you just do this and then never come back right Right. well and and right away i mean right away with the intro it feels wrong to have john posey in place of bob saga it feels wrong yeah because all the other staples are there i mean nobody else had to be recast Mm. we've got john stamos as uncle jesse we've got dave coulier as Mm. uncle joey and we've got dj we've got stephanie we got michelle who looks like a little goat baby (laughs) yeah (laughs) that 
<laughs> Michelle is like half balding. She's got a crazy little baby face. Mm-hmm. And there's two of her yeah. in real life. There's two in of real- her. <laughs> Brandon wants it to be known that never forget there are two of two, these little two. weird raisin babies yeah. just sort of farting around the set. <laughs> like, let's get number two in here right. because this one is farting up a storm. <laughs> uh, okay, so what, what would you say if we had to give a quick summary of both of these episodes? The plot is very simple. Yes. I, I, well, and this is the episode where uh, Grandma leaves, uh, who has been dealing with the fallout of this, of the mother's death. The it, mother's death. The whole concept of the show seems very dark to begin with. And then uh, it's about the guys kind of moving in and becoming this new family. They're becoming a modern family because <laughs> right. a family doesn't have any real shape or size, Brandon. You're right. That's what I learned. <laughs> that's that's what we will all learn over the course of 192 episodes again and yeah, again and the again. The same lesson is just like drilled into your brain. Yep. Yeah. So essentially what we're seeing is the, uh, the, the initial growing pains of these two guys moving into the house. They're dealing with some baby issues issues they're dealing with some older sister issues Mm -hmm. uh dj's being terrible Mm -hmm. stephanie is being uh, equally awful in a in a different way still as bad (laughs) this is a family where uh okay so let's just say this right off the bat before we get into our notes so that's basically the premise the guys move in and there are some shenanigans right you could boil it down to just (laughs) that yeah how long do you think it will be before this show includes a cast member of color Oh, too long. Like, I'm thinking, like... Whatever it is, it's too long. Like, yeah, like, episode five? We gotta go five more episodes before we see someone that's, like, not not part of the Tanner family, maybe? I feel I like know. I feel like at a certain point, they did toss in a little black girl uh-huh. to be a friend to, I want to say, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, at this point, it is a show about waspy... <laughs> I, I mean, I never really thought about it, but they are kind of waspy. Yeah. This is not a middle class home in the sense of what we would have seen in the, in the late 80s. Right. Let's keep in mind, I, I said that this is a 90s sitcom mm-hmm. because I think that's what most people associate it with. But you are forgetting too that there was a uh, black person in this episode because uh, Joey did an amazing Bill Cosby impression oh, and boy. it felt like he was in the room. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Kimmy Gibbler, DJ's friend, we get, we get an immediate reference Ooh, to yeah. Kimmy Gibbler yeah. in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Foreshadowing. Kimmy Gibbler is so stupid that she thinks Dave Coulier doing Cosby is the real thing. <laughs> yeah. She hears it over the phone and she's like, DJ, is Bill Cosby in your house? And <laughs> right. DJ's like, no, you dumb broad. <laughs> That's not him. That's my uncle, quote unquote. Let's uh-huh. just let's just start from the beginning. Yes, let's. So we're going to talk about the unaired pilot first. Mm-hmm. The theme song, you're right, it does seem very strange to have John Posey running around. Uh-huh. There's a shot of the girls in the back seat of their car that looks like it's out of the movie Airplane. Yeah. Like, you remember the gag in Airplane where they mm. make fun of green screens? Mm. That is essentially what's going on. Mm. Why did they include that? I don't know. If I had been the showrunner, I would have watched that and said, hey, could you do me a favor? Replace that with anything. Yeah. A shot of a basketball would mm. be better than this. Well, it's uh, also with the intro, it's like they're kind of doing sports. But not really. It's like rolling down a hill with a soccer ball. It's like they're never actually doing one specific activity. Yeah. It's just like families run. It's, it's what families it's do. It's vague fun. <laughs> yeah. 
it's as yeah. if they never really thought beyond, we want to get across that this family is having fun. Right. They get along despite their differences. Mm-hmm. How are we going to do that? I don't know. Uh, running. running. <laughs> we'll have them in the car. John Posey's fishing with the girls mm-hmm. off of a random dock in San Francisco. Yeah. And it's odd because I don't think that's an actual way to fish. <laughs> I don't think you would just take the girls to the side of a dock and be like, we're fishing. Like, yeah. get in a boat. Right. But they all have identical outfits, so... Yeah, they all have... That's a plus. They all have, like, yeah, deliverance outfits of, like, <laughs> yeah. hooks hanging off of vests. It's like, you're not going on a yeah. camping trip. You're just going to some... Like, the gay neighborhoods one block away. <laughs> right. Like, there are needles on the ground. Like, don't give me this bullshit of, like, we're doing a real fishing trip. Uh, so, we, yeah, we start the episode and Grandma's leaving. Grandma's been in the house for three months mm-hmm. dealing with the fallout of mom being in the ground. Yes. We don't learn how mom died. No. I, yeah, no, they don't mention it. According to Wikipedia, it was a car accident, but they do not use those terms. Right. Because it's already, like, that's already too deep of a subject matter to go into a sitcom. It's like, yeah. oh man, and grandma's leaving, and the kids are acting like grandma, they're never going to see grandma ever again. It's <laughs> they, strange. Like, can't be, like, torn away from her. No. <laughs> there is an extended gag, and John Posey, right from the get-go, he's mugging it up. Mm-hmm. It's this gag where the girl's keep wanting to hug grandma and then danny has to take them away from grandma because grandma danny wants grandma to go let's make no mistake get out yeah it's like mom you need to go thank you for your help but you remember dad my father yeah could you go be with him could you reignite your love for him you know daddy wears his boxer shorts up to his neck i like to think that's real yeah yeah that's a literal dad who's crazy (laughs) but danny i don't want to go back to your father he's a horrible man (laughs) well i don't care this is my beautiful brown stone uh and yeah john posey's really bad at this gag he's like doing like a lot of eyebrow work a lot of looking to the heavens like oi gavalt these kids i can't deal with these kids today yeah uh but grandma they get her out of there yeah three months it's been three months she's gone and the way i love the way he's like he's like uh assuring the grandmother uh danny's like oh uncle jesse's coming and friend joey it's like friend joey is that already i hate joey that's gonna be a running theme is how much I hate Joey. I hate him. Oh, we'll, we'll definitely get to Joey because he has that big entrance. Ugh. But before we can get to Joey, we get Jesse. So mm. Grandma, you know, Grandma makes a fast, fast exit. Yeah. She doesn't even have luggage. Unless no. the luggage is already in her car. It just seems like he goes, get out, out slam out. the door. <laughs> so Jesse shows up. He tosses his very expensive looking guitar on the couch. That's that's loose. It's not in the guitar case. It was like loose. You could, he's like has his motorcycle helmet. He was driving down on his motorcycle with his loose guitar on his back. On his back. Like a fucking shield that he was just going <laughs> to whip around at any second. Yeah. You girls want to hear a song? Yeah, some rock star that like does not care about his musical instrument. No, at I all. mean he's on Brandon. He's on the road. He's a vagabond. He's you know he's Danny's dead wife's brother. He's yeah. the brother-in-law. But you know ah, uh, don't use those terms, man. He's so cool. <laughs> he's so cool and a sexual deviant. <laughs> twenty seconds within twenty seconds of entering this home with children behind him, he knows that there are children in the room. Yes. He starts telling the story about a bomb 
Bob Hope Dancer, mm-hmm. which, wait a minute. Why didn't they just refer to her as, like, a go-go girl? That does that makes even less sense. Mm-hmm. Just call her a dancer. Why is it Bob Hope? She's uh, working for Bob Hope? Yeah. In, like, 1987? Cool, I guess. <laughs> and he tells this really filthy story about, like, she was hungry. And, yeah. like, she wanted it. And yeah. it was time to go. And then with each detail, the two kids are, like, uh-huh. getting, like, uh-huh. really into it and on their tiptoes and they're like oh god yes oh, oh god get to it that's <laughs> what it feels get like get to the putt with the titties <laughs> yeah it's just like oh and Danny Tanner has to diffuse it by like with some like uh, we're talking about food great American food line it's like whew, which god. Jesse immediately follows up with the line of oh yeah she was hungry she was for hungry. it she was feeding for it <laughs> it's like bro stop Jesse you're gonna live here right bro <laughs> yeah you need to tone down the dicks mm-hmm. and and the titty stuff. Yeah. It's really gross. <laughs> uh, but then Joey, okay, now we can talk about Joey. Yes. He walks in, this gag of him walking in with loose laundry. <laughs> Just a pot. He's got a bag of clothes in his hand, and in the unaired pilot, he has less clothes than in the original. He was like, they beefed up the gag for the real thing. They were like, give him more. <laughs> give him more. He's like, oh, good thing I was down to my last outfit. He has like four outfits, <laughs> but judging by the pile of clothes in his No hands, underwear, I don't think. Yeah. in that pile first of all yeah. full commando Joey's just like free as a breeze but he's a comedian so he doesn't need underwear that's, why that's how that works you know do you remember the shirt that he's wearing the like Hawaiian no business? he walks well he no 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 it looks Hawaiian because it, it's got this print fucking quality to it no it's comic book panels oh, it's like no. boom pow and then like Judge Parker MD and then Mary Worth over here oh, Dennis no. the Menace and it's like uh, and it's way too big for him mm-hmm. this shirt I I mean, I get it's 1987, mm-hmm. shirts are big, but Joey, you're not you're not doing yourself any favors by, like, picking the XXXL off the rack. Right, of the shirt with, like, the lamest comic book strips on it. Like, in the Mary world. Worth. And he follows that up two seconds in with his Popeye impression, which is, I guess, the best impression he can do. Is that I his guess. top impression? I think, yeah, I think they wanted to lead with his <laughs> go-to, like, when I'm at the clubs. Because Joey's character is ostensibly a comic. And what we have to understand is this is the era of Howie Mandel. Mm-hmm. This is the era of Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. So they were doing impressions. They were doing voices. I guess Howie Mandel wasn't necessarily an impressionist, but it was all very broad. Very wacky. It was kind of like a weird dearth in stand-up. So I, it makes sense that Joey would be this kind of comedian. But I'll tell you what, doesn't age well. No, no. It, and it seems like to me the what I get from it, uh, what I like to think is that Joey doing these impressions is way to keep people at like arm's length. <laughs> he's like he's holding in this like dark depression and that he masks with like whenever he can't handle a real situation, he's like oh, I got I got turn into someone else. <laughs> I have like, to use some reference from like the 40s yeah. that kids of the 80s wouldn't even understand. Like Popeye, really? Mm-hmm. I, so, okay, so this is a segment that I call Can We Do a Better Impression <laughs> Than Joey Gladstone yeah. from Full House. Mm-hmm. So we've got we got Popeye. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, Brandon, let's hear your Popeye. Okay, oh boy. All right, here we Come go. On, you can do it, buddy. Me spinach. Me spinach? He's a pirate, right? He's Popeye. He's a yeah. sailor. Oh, yeah. Popeye the pirate man, I believe, is what is. Hey, that'd be a way more interesting than a sailor. <laughs> Me want spinach. <laughs> Me spinach. All right, let's see you do Popeye. <clears throat> oh, olive oil. 
<laughs> you like what? it? You like it? Yeah, I guess. Oh, olive oil. I don't know. You like it? I guess. Your Popeye sounds like he's like pouring himself a mixed drink when he says this. Oh, olive oil. Ash, me spinach. It's like he's like a racist Asian stereotype. Me spinach? You spinach? And what I love about these these impressions is that the kids even hate Joey immediately. Immediately. <laughs> They're like, can grandma come back? Dad, please. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that he's moving into the house. It doesn't make any sense. There's this gag about how he's going to live in the alcove. Mm-hmm. They don't even have a room for Joey. Right. Was Joey living in this city already? Did he come from another place entirely? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. The dude seems to be even more of a vagabond than Jesse. Right. It's like, so we've got a rock and roll musician, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and we've got a stand-up comedian. And Danny thinks this is great. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is perfect. I need two other people to help raise my kids. Mm-hmm. There's a weird through line of like, Danny, maybe you should just be a dad. And I mean, Jesse even one point says, you know, you could get a nanny. Right. A nanny would actually have experience with this mm-hmm. and might be able to, you know, take care of your baby. Because remember, there's Michelle in the background who is not in most of the episode. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Michelle is just, when we need her for gags, she's there. But beyond that, not so much. <laughs> uh, also, with the with the reference to getting a nanny, that's in the unaired pilot for sure. But did they take that line out in the I think original they pilot? trim it. Yeah, I think they trim it for the the actual aired because, pilot. Because Jesse has poked the largest hole in the concept of this show. Yep. They're like, wait, he can't say that. Then, then that that's the solution to this problem. There would day be no of, antics. Day of on the set with John Posey, someone turned to another guy and was like, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> apparently they trusted audiences enough back then to be like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Click. <laughs> Turn I'm it switching off. over to 48 hours. <laughs> Click. Uh, beyond Popeye, we should say that Joey also does uh, what I like to refer to as just police academy sound effects. Yeah. Like, but they're nothing like uh, they're nothing specific. Like he goes up to the two kids and like pulls from their noses. He's like, and then he like ties them together and shoots them out like a star. And you're just like, he has no idea what he's doing. It's like some weird vaudeville act that a super old man would do, walking in like, oh hey kids, got you. Ah, you hear about Eisenhower? It's like, what are you pulling from as a reference? Uh, so, yeah, we get this scene with, okay, so Jesse is being introduced to his bedroom, yeah. which is, as we hit again and again and again, it's a room where the wallpaper has pink bunnies on it. Right. Well, it's DJ's old room. Yes. Right? And DJ's pissed about that. <laughs> DJ's yeah. like, wait, 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 wait. I have to live with Stephanie, who's the worst. Mm-hmm. She's very precocious. She loves playing ballerina. I hate my sister. <laughs> I love being my own woman. Mm-hmm. I want to be independent. I love sleeping in my little tiny bed that doesn't even look appropriate for a 10 year old much less a grown ass man (laughs) so first priority maybe buy jesse a bed danny yeah yeah uh but he can't get his clothes in the in the closet because it's a closet built for a 10 year old girl Mm -hmm. and john posey reads gay in this scene (laughs) he's like hey jesse thanks for coming in at the last minute you know i loved my wife and all but really at the end of the day i just love spending time with you jesse and jesse's like stop hugging me first of all get a nanny get a nanny whoops what, what? uh oh <laughs> trim it trim it trim it trim it and yeah Jesse doesn't really kind of want to be there even from right. the get go like he walks in and he, immediately he's like
like, ugh, yeah, what it, am I doing exactly? It's, it's like pure obligation. Obviously, it's his sister has died. Died in the ground, uh, in the ground. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't even at the funeral. Right. Oh. He was too busy, like, tooling around on his motorcycle, fucking yeah. Bob Hope's dancers. <laughs> yeah. My uh, sister's dead? Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, God. Have mercy. Yeah, I know that need another hit. <laughs> He's got cocaine. <laughs> Jesse, uh, you gotta quit that brown H before you come into my house. <laughs> right. None of that sweet, sweet H. Come on, Danny. Come on, Danny, please. Uh, these aren't track marks. These are freckles. Yeah. Come on, girls. <laughs> um, uh, Jesse also has that. We've got many topical references. Sure, yeah. Uh, we got a reference to uh, what I have to assume was a big hit at the time, Webster. Oh, man. Oh, it, that that gets uproarious uh, uh, laughter. Yeah. There are some goosed reactions in the unaired pilot to the point where I'm like, oh, boy, there must have been someone just off camera going, come on, come yeah. bigger, bigger. Bigger. And anytime there's any physical comedy in this episode, it gets like a standing ovation. It's like a, pl- a rigorous applause. Yeah. Which is toned down, I noted, in the in the final version of the pilot with Bob Saget. The audience seems just more relaxed. Mm. I think they let them, if it's not a laugh track, if it is a live response, it's more just calm. Like, everyone calm down. Right. We're just watching a fun show. <laughs> it's not a fucking routine that's like blowing your brain. Yeah. Uh, so that's the whole scene with Jesse. He's, you know, he's already a little bit wary of what's going on. But as you said, his sister's dead. And these little girls came out of his sister. Right. So he's got like a blood oath going on for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, now let's, we, we now we go to uh, Jesse and Stephanie's new room. Uh, not, not Jesse and Stephanie. Uh, DJ. DJ and Stephanie. Yeah. DJ is apoplectic. <laughs> <laughs> she is like marking off the room. Yeah. Like that cliche, like, this is my side. This is your side. Don't cross it. She's using crepe paper. The room is weird. The room will ultimately be redesigned so it doesn't look so crazy. <laughs> it looks like a playroom made for little theater children. <laughs> like there's this enormous red curtain, like out of the Muppet show. <laughs> and this curtain gets a lot of attention uh, because DJ says you can't cross the crepe paper line I've made. And Stephanie reasonably says, well, how the fuck am I going to get out of this fucking room, <laughs> DJ? You stupid bitch. And DJ's like, well, I guess you're going to have to climb out the fucking window because the door's mine. So sorry about you. So Stephanie says, I'll find a way. I'll find a way. <laughs> Cut to what is the most inexplicable gag mm. in the world? Uh, what is even happening in this shot? I, I no, Well, it's Stephanie is, she like climbs onto the curtain and the curtain pole and starts just like going across the curtain pole, like to the other side of the room with her insane superhuman upper body strength that a six-year-old possesses. Right. But that's not why the gag's so insane. Yeah. The, it's one thing for her to somehow leap into the air and grab onto this curtain rod, which again, yeah, that's pretty crazy. But it is also very clear that Stephanie, the little girl actor, is not holding on to anything. Right. She's sort of moving her arms vaguely, like, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm really doing it. No, you're not. Something is happening. So, She's so, being dragged yeah. by some sort of motorized system or an actor is just beyond the frame mm-hmm. and it makes it looks like she's fucking levitating <laughs> right. like she's she's doing this crab walk <laughs> mid-air yeah. and the audience is bowled over yeah they're like this is some next level shit <laughs> right and then and then she almost makes it all the way yeah. and then dj's like 
I don't think so. And it like pulls the curtain and sends Stephanie back to the other side of the room and then applause. So, I mean, it's like we just saw a little play. Yeah. And the audience is like, that's or, great. Or a magic trick. Everyone was like, how did they do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a crew member came up before that shot was even done. It was like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this one's going to get a little tricky. Let's show a little bit behind the curtain, shall we? <laughs> and like some like beefy, gross dude is like, hey, I'm the one that carries the kid. Yeah. The key, Our, the, David. The key grip. <laughs> they like, he pulled double duty and carried Stephanie. He's like, no, I'm union. I can't be doing this. They're like, you're doing it. Do you want to stay on the set for the next 192 episodes? Then you're going to fucking do this. <laughs> so all the adults walk in as this is happening. And there's a bad line about, Stephanie, what are you doing? And she says, hanging around. <laughs> she says it just like that. Yeah. Stephanie, whoever plays Stephanie, I'm not going to bother to look up any of the children's names. No. Except for, of course, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Right. Who will become cultural mainstays. Right. The, f- the rest of them can go fuck themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stephanie's a little moochy, little mugger. I don't like her. No. She's not nearly as bad as John Posey, who's like, Bleh! Girls! <laughs> eyeballs rolling around in my head, uh, gnashing my teeth. <laughs> I've got a hunchback for no reason. I want this job so bad. <laughs> hey, guys, I know I know Bob Saget's coming in, but I did pretty good, right? I did pretty good, right? Uh, John, listen. John? John Posey, come here, sit down. Sit down. We're going to tape your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cemented his feet and sank him to the bottom of the river. Because what happened to that poor guy? <laughs> he never did it again. No. Are you familiar with, uh, how familiar are you with Perfect Strangers? Zero. Okay, <laughs> you have no reference for Perfect Strangers? No. Perfect Strangers is uh, the sitcom about a guy who lives in Chicago and his foreign cousin, Balky Bartokamus, uh-huh. comes to town. Okay. And he's like, cousin, I'm here to live with you in America. And the whole ge- the whole gag of the show is he's foreign. So it's like wacky American shenanigans. Here's the thing. The original pilot, very much like Full House, had an alternate cast member. It was Louis Anderson. Oh. Uh, Louis Anderson, who is a horrible comedian medium <laughs> and enormous <laughs> so there are shots of him like on the set and i just i wonder how many variations of this story have played out over the years of like hey come on in guy like yeah we like you wait a minute no we don't we got you in front of the camera then we watched the footage and realized now nah. we can do better so louis anderson and john posey just like getting trashed shooting right. up h right it's a sad story brandon yeah we should feel sorry for them let's All have right. a moment of silence okay. that's enough <laughs> moving on so joey comes in and immediately he's doing a limp Limbo gag under the crepe paper. Oh, God. It's racist. For no one. He's doing this limbo gag to no one in particular. He's trying to quell the demon inside him. It's <laughs> yeah. like, drink, Joey. Drink. <laughs> drink on their laughter. No, just oh, drink. Drink. Drink because you're not good. No, yeah. no, I can't. No. I can't drink in front of the kids. I'll do a joke. I'll do a gag. <laughs> yeah. And he's doing this like mecha leka hi, mecha hiney hiney ho, Hawaiian yeah. voice. Uh, yeah. Don't. Mm-hmm. Whoever thought that was appropriate <laughs> needs to be arrested. Um, so yeah we've got okay coming up next we've got the whole Michelle is crying gag right this is the whole finally it's gotta change the baby's diaper scene because Danny left he's like look I'm a sportscaster I gotta go interview a boxer I think that's what Bob Saget says in that version yeah he's like I gotta go do a segment on boxers are they athletes or are they bullies in shorts makes no sense they're clearly athletes why are you doing what are you gonna expose boxing (laughs) oh they're just a bunch of bullies yeah Sounds like it will never air. 
So yeah, Danny leaves and they're in charge. Mm-hmm. First day. They just moved in, I think. Right. Um, and Michelle's crying. What do we do? Uh, well, Jesse's thing is to yell at the baby, shut up! <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Verbally abuse the poor child. Yeah. Now, the official pilot that aired on television uses a lot of this same footage. So this whole segment of Michelle's crying, oh no, Michelle needs a new diaper. It's all the same. Right. So we fast forwarded through it. It's even funnier in 1.5 <laughs> speed when Jesse goes, hey, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> so Jesse immediately goes into abusive and Joey thinks it's better to uh, break out some more voices. Break out his like Type five in front of the baby. He's we, like, watch what I do with a soda can, kid. Oh, yeah. He does He does the sprinkler gag. The audience is over the moon. Jesse has to shield Michelle from his backwash with an, a parasol. Yeah. Uh, but before the sprinkler gag, we get voices. So uh, welcome oh. back to the segment of the show where we try to do better impressions than Joey Gladstone. Uh, we've got Kermit the Frog. Okay. So let's hear your All Kermit right. the Frog. <clears throat> Kermit T. Frog here. Kermit T. Frog? Yeah, the T stands for the. That's a joke he does. Oh, he does? I didn't realize. I always thought he said the. Kermit Kermit T. Frog here. Kermit T. Frog. Oh, Biggie. Oh, oh, Biggie. Oh, oh, no. Biggie. (laughs) Yeah. I like when when Kermit is reduced to just... Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't don't (laughs) Biggie. Your turn. Okay, so uh, this is my Kermit the Frog. Kermit, Kermit T. Frog here. Oh no, olive oil. <laughs> it all just kind of fuses together. This is just a segment where I pimp you into doing yeah. it, and then I don't do it. After you did the Kermit T. Frog thing, I actually now don't think that's the thing. I think I made that up. You tried to save your ass, and you tricked yourself into believing <laughs> Right, it. but Great. then when you did it, it seems dumb. Well, now we also got to do Pee Wee Herman, because Joey breaks out a very relevant Pee Wee Herman reference. Oh, right. So, let's go. Oh, okay. Pee Wee Herman. All right. Chewbacca. <laughs> I don't know. It's a teenage Chewbacca. <laughs> is that, is that what the word of the day is... Wow! <laughs> what? The word of the day is cat sound? I did not I did not grow up on Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> so I don't... This show, I feel like, in general, might be largely out of your wheelhouse. <laughs> no. No, I'm in it. I'm with it. You go, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> That's it. All, right. All you gotta That's... do is just a ha 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 ha. No. All right. Good. I'm glad that I can do one better than you. Yeah. Okay. I knew I couldn't do a decent Kermit the Frog or Popeye. Fine. We'll give you Pee Wee. Um, so there is resigned applause. I, I think I initially said that the audience loved the sprinkler gag, but in, according to my notes here, which we took extensive notes, ladies and gentlemen, the audience reacts to the sprinkler with resigned applause. Yeah. They're like, okay. It's like, All right. no, you've seen funnier things. We loved the curtain gag. Loved it. This not so much. You yeah. might want to rethink this. They yeah. didn't. They kept it. <laughs> um, okay, Jesse has a joke that I don't think either of us has a reference for. And what he says is, Joey's like doing a voice or some sort of bullshit tactic. And Jesse says, who are you looking for? Little Red Meslack? Yeah. I mean, what? talk about like bouncing off my head into yeah. the stratosphere. I also don't know what they're doing. They're like looking for Michelle's poop. Or I think something. I think we missed in the something. Diaper. Yeah, I don't. I don't. They're know. looking for a soggy loaf or something. Yeah, I don't like know. Inspecting the crib and like looking. They're like really analyzing the baby, looking for if she's peed or pooped. Yeah, and they realize that yes, she has done something. Yeah, she's more than likely made a kiki kaka, as the professor. 
professionals call it. As Joey would call it. As the kinky, the caca, the poopy, the cuckoo. We'll get that later. Right. So they they take Michelle inexplicably to the kitchen. They're like, oh, she has a shitty diaper. She's covered in shit. Right. She's shitting right now. Yeah. So they carry her like a loaded bomb um, down to the kitchen, and Stephanie is there just just to like comment and judge and and just be the worst and provide jokes that seem a little bit too written for a child to actually say as a human being because they they put michelle in a pot they're like okay we got to put her in something let's put her in a pot and stephanie says are you cooking michelle and they're like no we're changing her diaper so she says do you remember she says well then how do you roast a turkey (laughs) (laughs) no it's like they keep putting stephanie in situations where they can find her catchphrase because she has multiple (laughs) possibilities we get um throughout the course i was taking them down we get showtime as like one of her possible catchphrases catchphrases we get i don't think so as one of them and then my favorite which is nobody asked me (laughs) yeah she says nobody asked me at least twice yeah and uh, yeah showtime i don't think is gonna stick i don't think so does stick I'm pretty sure that's what they go with, and how rude. I think they oh, ultimately man. give her two. Yeah, but we don't get how rude in the we first don't, one. No, not in the pilot. She's the writers, that. the writers were like sweating beads. They were like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." She's gotta find it. God, uh, the boss says that she's gotta have a fucking catchphrase, and my heart's about to explode because I just did H. Yeah, but we gotta remember that Stephanie and the actress that plays her is a professional, and they're gonna find that through the process. They're gonna improv, find it. Yeah, improv, ad libbing, you know. Okay, so here's the basic premise of this scene. Let's do some mumblecore. Like, just let it go. Yeah, Stephanie, just say how you're feeling. Well, I think it's really rude. What? What did you say? I think it's really rude. Tighten it. Say it. Really rude. Change it. Just yeah, a little yeah, bit. Just how rude? Lightning in a bottle. Cacao, cacao. <laughs> Everyone go home and fuck your prostitutes. <laughs> right, We're calling right. in a day. Right. You little girl just got one dollar. What? Yes. They're not paying them at all. No. Um, Michelle is an ugly baby. That's what I relearned through this process. Yes, and also there's so much baby butt in this scene. Like bare, so much bare baby red butt. baby ass. <laughs> yeah. That's not dirty. Let's keep that in mind because ostensibly Michelle has taken a kiki kaka, but her ass seems to be pure clean, like just beautiful clean, a beautiful baby butt. Right. I took an Instagram of it. I'm not a pervert. <laughs> Well, well, <laughs> that's what we're going to learn over the course of this, that John is just, he set this whole thing up so we could talk about Michelle's baby butt. Right. Let's not continue down this path. <laughs> this riff is making me uncomfortable. God, we are only halfway through the pilot right now. Bear in mind. Oh, well, <laughs> there's some more gags. They, they wrap her in paper towels after Joey like sprays her down like a, like a cow mm-hmm. with like the little hose from the sink and Stephanie and does Stephanie does not tell them that the diapers are right next to her right because they don't know where the diapers are it's like dudes just leave the room you're living in a house with a baby the diapers are somewhere this isn't an emergency mm. she's just got a shitty ass <laughs> just right. figure it the fuck out yeah and stephanie's like oh do you want diapers they're right here and they're like steph why didn't you tell us where the diapers were nobody asked me ha 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 Uh, John Posey I wrote is so, so, so bad. 
<laughs> he's the worst. I mean, if you literally need a human being breathing in front of a camera, I guess you could get John Posey. Mm-hmm. But he's terrible. Uh, oh, he comes home, and the house is a mess. Right. And it's it's a mess in the way that Hollywood would make a house a mess. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. There's like a hanger on a lampshade. It just, it, 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 like, it, the clothes just strewn about right. at random. Um, and Jesse finds out that uh, it's time to uh, punch the clock. Right. It's time to call it a day. You know why? Because Vanessa... Vanessa's in town. ...is in town. Uh, something about, like, fog, like, like landed her plane, like she couldn't take off. Right. And I guess she's like, oh, I guess I'll have to dance for Bob up another day, so I just showed up at this place where you're staying. How does she know where he's staying? I I, I guess he gave her the info. They immediately make out. In front of everyone. Yes. It's one thing to make out in front of Joey and Danny. That's a weird choice. But Jesse's like, I'll make, it fu- I'll make out in front of these kids. I don't care. Well, he is so, like, starved for... For poon sex, I guess, Tit. and it's made worse that everyone else in the house is just a giant cock block in the biggest way possible. Everyone is just yeah. The other dudes in the house are just so virginal. I can't imagine John Posey fucking anyone. <laughs> Joey's unfuckable. No, Joey has never even smelled the scent of a woman. No, no, he Al Pacino would not know how to help him. He'd be like, I don't know, I don't know, oh boy. Um, yeah. So Vanessa shows up. She looks kind of weird she's foxy but her hair is like crispy it's like weird too much hairspray it's like straw Mm -hmm. so she's sexy but there's also just this quality to her that's kind of gross and sweaty right like she kind of came off the streets like hey i'm here it's time let's do it and he is so down he is so dtf he is so dtf um i think this is a scene where we get another example of john posey being dubbed in Mm -hmm. like john posey turns away from the camera and then they awkwardly just drop in a line right and it's got this weird like echo effect mm. this, let's say the the original unearned pilot is being held together by clothes pins yeah it looks like garbage the lighting is terrible the camera is like doing weird zoom ins i think you were looking down at your notes at one point but the camera is just doing like sharp zooms <laughs> for no reason it's like everyone calm down <laughs> this is a real tv show we need to make let's not have this look like total garbage right and, and this is where we get to the main conflict of the episode which is d DJ has suddenly vanished. Vanished. Talk about a magic trick. Yeah. This is a real magic she trick. She has run away, I guess is what they think. Yeah, because Stephanie says DJ moved out. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. Come here, you little brat. What, what the hell did you just say? Uh, you know, DJ moved out. I'm not going to say anything else because nobody asked me. So the entire family plus Vanessa goes upstairs. Does Vanessa go up with them? Uh, yeah, because she hangs out in the bunny room. Oh, yeah, the bunny room. <laughs> Fuck me on this tiny bed. <laughs> She's like ready. Um, but everything's gone. Everything. The, the entire room, which was filled, this like little playhouse theater room with the giant curtain. The giant curtain's like gone. Like every, It's been stripped. Her desk, like furniture, mm. is has been moved from the top floor of the brownstone to the garage and we have to assume that this has happened in like a couple hours yeah over the course of yeah michelle having a poopy poopoo kiki kaka diaper (laughs) stephanie was like uh dj i'm getting these fucking kids confused already you know why because they're so white (laughs) they're all just curly haired white girls to me i'm like who are you people come on give me some fucking like help me out here show Mm -hmm. uh but then stephanie's like oh well i'll go danny says something like all right joe you call the police Jesse, you ride around on your motorcycle. Yeah. See if you can find her wandering the streets with a desk. Right. Try not to attract 
Too many women. You jerk. <laughs> and then Stephanie's like, great. And then I'll go find DJ. And they all go, what? They do a take where it's like, freeze, turn, turn. skulk, march towards Stephanie. John Posey marches towards her with the comedic gall <laughs> of an at, like a raging asshole. It's like, we get it. You're trying to be funny enough already. Mm. And they're like, Stephanie, why didn't you tell us she was in the garage? Nobody asked me. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second. No, there needs to be. I think for that gag to really work in the show context, there needs to be this long beat where she goes, uh, nobody asked me, fuckers. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff they don't ask. I'm doing a lot of shit they don't ask about. <laughs> They go down to the garage, and Steph, uh, DJ is living there. She's, she's her own woman. She's living there. She's talking to Kimmy on her lips. Her lips phone. It's Wait, a, did you notice? It's no. A, the phone is like a pair of lips. <laughs> I just thought it was a big red phone. No, because it comes to like an end. It comes to points oh, at each no. end. It's like an upper lip. That's that she's terrible. Got against her face. And Danny, Danny has like no ability to be authoritative. He can't discipline her. He's like DJ, please move back into the house. And DJ. she says. No. And in the Bob Saget version, it's Donna Joe. Ooh, we learned. So we learned. We, we took notes. We were yeah. like, Donna Joe. Joe. Terrible name for a little oh girl. Oh my God. Hi, my name's Donna, but you can call me Donna Joe. No, thank you. No. I would prefer DJ. <laughs> yeah. The minute she was born, let's just call her DJ. Yeah. Never again with the right. Donna Joe. And yeah, Danny can't, cannot make his daughter do what he wants. It's weird. Well, none of them can. They, none of them can. They all use their tactics. Like Joey does his weird Bill Cosby impression. Okay, so welcome back to we try to do impressions that are better than Joey Gladstone's. If he does Popeye or any of these ever again, we won't have to redo them. Right. Because you know that Popeye's coming back. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this is, yeah, he pulls out Bill Cosby. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> you got the pudding and the pops and the jello pudding, 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 pops. Oh, Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah, it becomes cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Is that yours? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, the letter part six. <laughs> Ghost dad. <laughs> Ghost dad. I feel like there is a better Bill Cosby within me, but it is not coming to the not, surface. Not right now. Oh, but by the way, before they went to the garage, Vanessa was still ready. She was like, Jesse, don't go downstairs. I'm wet. <laughs> yeah, don't take care of your daughter. <laughs> and as Jesse's being dragged away by the other men of the house, he goes, he, he says, he goes, why? Why? Because we like you. Or it's a Mickey Mouse Club reference. He's he says something like, "I don't know." It's a it's a bad joke. Is all I'm trying to fucking get across. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brandon, let's get you closer to this mic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm afraid that Brandon is very serious about his notes. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm delving into them right now. Delving in. Um, so yeah, so Joey tries to do Cosby, doesn't work. Kimmy Gibbler thinks it's the real Cosby, as we've said before. Right. She's a moron. <laughs> We're gonna hate Kimmy. Oh, for sure. Kimmy it's, is gonna be the worst. You could just. Send uh, a rocket into space with Joey and Kimmy strapped to it. And, and uh, watch their flesh like <laughs> melt from the bone. Uh, so everyone leaves except Jesse. Jesse's been put in charge of like, hey, get DJ back in the house. Uh, first of all, he's like, hey, Jesse, come on. You know, we all got to do what we don't like. The world's an unfair place. I mean, Bruce Willis has a record deal. Long burn take. Audience loves it. Yeah. Remember when Bruce Willis had a record deal? No, I, I do not. I know that Bruce Willis <laughs> has a record where he played the harmonica a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably sounded a lot like the guy who sings the Full House theme song, who sounds like Bruce Springsteen on a bender. Like, hey, everywhere are you? There's a Cadillac in Detroit, and a man's getting shot. Paperboy. TV. A mother of two is dead on the street. It's like... 
<laughs> Who's this Bruce Springsteen monster that we're listening to? Um, and finally, Jesse just bribes her. He's like, I'll give you, I'll give you 10 bucks. And she says, 50. Yeah. <laughs> like, immediately, she's like, fuck you. She's haggling. Give me money. Haggling. She is 10. She is 10 years old, and they cannot control this 10-year-old. No. I'm not saying they need to, like, slap her in the face and drag her upstairs, but it's like, come on. Yeah. Just start moving your stuff back to the room and be like, DJ, I'm sorry, but I'm also not sorry. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're my goddamn daughter. You're not 19. <laughs> you're 10. You have no agency over how you live in this house. Um, but what's really going on behind those DJ eyes? What is it's it? Le- it's lesson time. Oh, it's lesson time. Yeah, we are here, basically, because... Yeah. Uh, oh, I wrote down, Michelle will never know her mother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. She's a baby. I have not thought about that. What if Michelle caused her mother's death, like, oh. in the hospital? Like, right. I'm, uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's a little girl. Honey. 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 Oh, God. She's bleeding out. <laughs> Something happened. There was a rupture. Tell Michelle that she'll never know me. Oh, what? No. Why would I tell her that? I don't know. Ugh. Poor Michelle. My dying wish is that my brother and your weird friend will live with them. <laughs> they will take care of the children, not you. Um, yeah, but it's it's sad Casio keyboard time. Yeah. It, it's the saddest Casio composition mm-hmm. anyone's ever written. Right. What's the lesson we learned, Brandon? Well, that family needs to stick together, John, because... Family. Because, well, DJ's like, first, my mom dies. Or I lose my mom. Then I lose my room. Then I lose... I don't don't know what else. Or grandma leaves. They love grandma. They love grandma. What is it about grandma that's so fucking great? She must spoil them. She must just spoil the shit out of them. Yeah. But she she says everything's disappearing. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. And I hate my sister. That's the worst part. I hate Stephanie. (laughs) Why do I have to live with Stephanie considering she's the worst? But family has to stick together. And you know the best way to do that? You sing the Flintstones theme song. (laughs) Well, uh, before we get to that, Danny says, listen, and, uh, DJ, either you move back in or we're all moving into the garage. And then finally DJ goes, uh, okay, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> if, if that's literally what you're going to do, fine, 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 fine. Because you played the mom card, first of all, Danny, you can't play this card too many times. You can't be like, oh, if your dead mother was here, she'd find a way to resolve this. And then the kids go, oh my God, uh-huh. dad, we're 40. Like you cannot keep doing <laughs> yeah. this to us. You know what your dead mom would say? What What would she say, Danny? <laughs> horrible every time i walk into the house the world the world of the house would be perfect would it be perfect i think maybe danny didn't really know what was going on in the house right. until his wife was dead, dead. Ripped and he from had them. to step up and actually be a father yep they walk back in and jesse's like goo goo gaga with michelle and they catch him and he's like oh i mean fuck this baby yeah i hate this baby yeah you better learn to use the bathroom right tips over the playpen <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> Uh, the- <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the, now we can do the Flintstones gag because yes. Jesse says, oh, what the fuck's wrong with this goddamn baby now? And Danny goes, oh, she just, she just loves she singing. Loves singing. She loves music. And like Joey's ears perk up. Right and he's there. like, singing? Well, let me take care of this. And doesn't he do like a warm up like uh, a five, a six, six, a five, six, seven, seven? And they do the whole song with like a breakdown at the end. Like they kind of make it like barbershop quartet at the end here's what you don't need to watch that what you need to watch is the gag that we're gonna get for a long time i think of the mannequin in the background (laughs) the mannequin in the background that joey brought into the house who like dress 
is dressed exactly like they wear the same outfits. The same. So what does he do? Does he buy two literally of everything? You're yeah. a stand-up comic, Joe. You can't afford these things. He buys two of everything and I imagine makes out with his mannequin in the middle of the night. That's what I think he does. Do you think the mannequin is uh, part of his act when he's on stage? Oh, God. You know what? I don't want to find out. I never want to see There's got to be an episode act. where we see his act. Ugh. He says he's a comic, but here's the thing. I don't think there's an episode where we like <laughs> yeah. see Joey at an open mic or see Joey at a club or see Joey on the road mm-hmm. because he's not a real comic. He's a moron right. who needs to be like shot in the gut and then we watch him in li- in real time bleed out. <laughs> yeah. I think that's appropriate and I want to see it by the end of the series. <laughs> Um, so watch the mannequin. Don't watch the Flintstones in the foreground. No. Uh, it's just not necessary. The, the episode ends on Flintstones. It ends on another, a different show's thing. Well, yeah, they're pulling from so much. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a necessary... I don't think they think they need to be relevant. Mm. I don't think they're trying to be hip, because all their references are so old. Except for Webster. That was probably the most <laughs> topical. Unless they would have thrown in, like, Reagan. Right. Like, oh, you know, Reagan. I mean, oh, God. But it's just a matter of, you know that room is full of people who don't really know how to write so they're just they're just relying on first episode they're already like let's lean back we've got this all we got to do is give joey a fucking voice or something and that'll get us out of it you know he sang that song because he was 10 seconds away from just opening up his own veins (laughs) yeah he keeps bitching about how he's gonna live in an alcove he's like oh i have to live in an alcove hey joey you're homeless it's free yeah it's free room and board and he keeps saying well what about the garage oh this garage seems better but then by the end of the episode they wouldn't you think that'd be the natural solution? Yeah. You'd think that Danny, first off the bat, would be like, oh, we can convert the garage. No, they give him the alcove. It's like a it's like a nook with yeah. books and like a Britannica set. It's not a room. Right. I mean, people are gonna be walking by him constantly. How's he gonna get laid? Here's how he's not going to, because no. women hate him. No, that was never even a factor. No one in the family even thought about what if he brings a girl home? That's because it'll never happen. It'll never happen. <laughs> um oh, here's what's so nuts. I think it's because this was never meant to air i think they just wanted to show this to people who maybe could give it the green light Mm -hmm. the show has an outro theme song oh man no real credits right it's just more footage of of what they shot that day there's a shot of them coming over the peak the crest of a hill yeah i don't even know if this was planned (laughs) someone either posey or coulier their shoe flies off (laughs) and they careen headfirst into the grass that shoe flies 50 feet ahead it's the most violent hill tumble it looks, I've ever seen. He's it looks like, unsafe. He's like trampled by Jesse and the girls. It's like that scene from Lion King where Mufasa just gets like decimated. Sl- yeah, it's like that. Like his organs just like <laughs> yeah. bursting within him. But then you see him like try and get back up and like everything's fine. They all play it off oddly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the unaired pilot. Let's just talk about the main differences between that and the real thing. As we right. said, there are long stretches where they just kept the footage. They were like, mm-hmm. look, if Bob Saget is not in the shot, let's just keep it. So we keep the baby changing sequence, mm-hmm. all of that fucking nonsense. Um, I'm pretty sure the scene between Jesse and DJ uh, is the same in the garage. Um, but like, what are some thoughts you had on the real pilot? Well, I think uh, I think Bob Saget is... I, I've never thought I would generation. say that. But he was, he was like good. Because he's not a hand. He's not right. hamming it up. At the end, when he has to give the like lesson to the girls, he's like bringing them tears. Yeah, you know he's saying what he's doing he's is like, bringing it to the table. Yeah, he knew what was going on. Right, and and I, 
I, I guess I appreciated that more after seeing that unaired pilot. It's like, oh, this feels way better. Yeah, it's John, like more natural. Yeah, John Posey didn't feel like a dad to anyone. He seemed very disconnected. Mm-hmm. And it didn't seem like he had any real uh, like friend chemistry with either of the two dudes. Here's the problem. Joey doesn't really seem like he's friends with anyone. No. But, he, but Bob Saget does have a good sort of repartee with Stamos right mm-hmm. from the top. We're like, <laughs> we're, we're giving it this like scholarly right. perspective of like, you know what? <laughs> what I found to be different in this wine is the nutty flavor. <laughs> yeah. um, here's what's crazy about the theme song. They put Bob Saget in, so they reshot all the San Francisco on location stuff. Every now and then you'll see a shot of John Posey. <laughs> right. They, they, he's still fishing with the girls, and I, I made you pause it, because I was like, they didn't even... <laughs> they Saget. kept Posey. Yeah. And you know Posey, like, watched that the day it aired, and he was like, why? <laughs> why? My career! My they, future! Do I get a check for that? No, you don't get a check for that. What, that one shot? Yeah. We're not going to give you a royalty check for that, yeah. you asshole. And John Posey was like, well, I still have that America's Funniest Home Videos audition. I bet that'll go well. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Meantime. 20 years later. Oh, they're making a documentary called The Arist- Aristocrats? <laughs> Great. I want to be in it. No, we've already got Saget. Saget <laughs> oh, just beats him to, to the punch. Literally, shot. no, but beats him. Right. He shows up at Posey's house and he's like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> Listen, you fuck. <laughs> Ow, my neck. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have any... There, there are there are trims to the script. They cut out some exposition. They cut out some gags that are kind of creakier yeah. than other gags. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- uh, Jesse has a joke about how he met somebody at the Razzle Dazzle 87, which is better, we learn, than the Razzle Dazzle 86. Six. Mm-hmm. 1987 was the year this fucking came out. Are we saying that this club refashions itself every year? <laughs> Welcome to the opening night of Razzle Dazzle 89. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, it's different. Mm-hmm. They painted the walls gray. And I, I love uh, one more thing about Jesse is he's tough, right? Jesse's tough. Yeah. But then he's wearing, Rock and roll. He's wearing seafoam green throughout the entire show. His shirt is like the brightest seafoam green. Yeah, but he's not wearing an undershirt, and that body is talking. That body's telling a story that I want to read. <laughs> I'd buy that story uh, at an airport in a bookstore. Just read to me because he's beautiful. John Stamos has aged very well, mm-hmm. but he began at a point that was like smooth skin not a blemish on him yeah big head of hair but he's a rebel he's a rebel i don't i don't when people ask him what are you rebelling against he goes what do you got (laughs) oh that's right you haven't seen rebel without a cause either i'm sorry my co-host just 14 years old (laughs) Uh, i'm 28 years old and i chose a a, well if they drop a a pokemon reference in this show i am in you know that's so not at all within the era yeah i know I mean, these kids are going to... I've read some of the episode descriptions. These kids get into some cultural fads. They have uh-huh. singers that they like. Okay. I mean, we're going to learn about these kids. Yeah. Maybe we'll see some more Michelle butt. Oh, fingers crossed. I hope it's Mary-Kate, not Ashley this time. Uh, Am I right? <laughs> MK all the way. Right. Um, what, yeah, what, is, what else is going on that we need to say? Joey's still the worst. Joey, I just, I wrote this time, uh, Joey doesn't know how to entertain anyone. No. That's what I wrote. Just underlined anyone. He just doesn't know. Now, there's a, there's a line that from Jesse that reads homophobic because he says to Danny, Danny, you're hugging me in a room full of pink bunnies. So it's two things. There's pink bunnies, which is 
is gay, and you're hugging me, which is gay. <laughs> Listen, I love my sister. You're all right. These kids are pretty cool. I hate that baby. Don't fucking touch me. But Bob Saget's response is, hey, I'm a lean, mean, mean, mean hugging, hugging machine. Come here, come here, come and here. And then, uh, then Jesse's like, we'll have to set aside a specific time to hug. And uh, you're like, what? It's called midnight. <laughs> it's called the witching hour, like knock, knock, knock. Jesse, are you awake? Of course I am, Danny. Come yeah. and hug me in my tiny bed. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't mind, Joey's hugging his mannequin in the corner. <laughs> Whatever happened to homosexuality? <laughs> um, Vanessa's hair is, is still gross. Yep, she's in the same outfit. Uh, there's a Star Wars swipe at one point. Yeah, the little like wipe an awkward edit. edit. It's like they were combining footage, and they were like, Ugh, "How do we do this?" Star Wars wipe. Whoop. Uh, in the garage that DJ's hanging out in, there's just a poster that's hanging by a thread. It's like askew, mm-hmm. and it's like being hung from one corner. I don't know why that caught my eye. Maybe it's because as a homosexual man, I just have an aesthetic's eye, and I'm like, oh, this sex decoration, it's just not doing it for me. I missed me. that. I, I, was, I, I did catch the uh, the giant, like, Santa Claus head that creepy. is terrified, has, like, red eyes. Uh, oh, God. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Saget's bringing it. Mr. Potato Head is part of Joey's room in the <laughs> yeah. background. I'm like, cool, oversized Mr. Potato Head. He's the original man-child. Joey Head Joey even... is the <laughs> original man-child. He's the OG man-child. <laughs> right. Joey, do you want to see boobies? Ever? Do you want to get a kiss on the mouth? Because, uh, like, you you bring a woman home. Where do you live? Here. That's funny. Where do you live? Here. What's that? That's a mannequin. Cool. What's that? It's Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> cool. What's that? It's my dick. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, guys, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think we've, we've covered the... <laughs> I think we covered the pilot exhaustively. Yeah. As I, as I promised in the intro, this is an exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom? Question mark. Or is it just a show that we remember? <laughs> we'll learn. That's the ultimate lesson. Is it a classic? Short answer. No. No. <laughs> no. But that doesn't mean we won't keep coming back. Right. We can change our minds. We're just two guys in a room talking into a microphone. What do you want from us? <laughs> Look, we're like Bob Saget. We're bringing it. We're bringing our best yeah. game to this, right? Right. As long as we're not Joey, because God. Fuck guys, that guy. if you ever think to yourself, this show is going full Joey. Oh, at a certain point, they're going to get Comet, right? They're going to get Comet the dog. Oh, don't jump ahead. Spoilers. 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 <laughs> there should be like a little like, what? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm doing, oh, God. I just, I'm not even kidding. I know we just made a riff about this. I just went into Joey mode. <laughs> yeah, you did. Spoilers. Oh, wow, wow. guys we're gonna come back uh next time around i don't i don't see the oh can you grab the dvd case i just want to say i want to tell our audience what we're gonna get next time the the next episode guys is called uh that the pilots the pilot's called our very first show yeah but the second episode is called our very first night so uh uh brandon do you want to i think the way we'll end the show is by saying uh see you next time on and then together we'll say how wooed okay so i'll set it up okay so this has been uh jonathan pernasek and brandon shockney and we'll see you next time on how wooed Don't you love butter? No, I beat (laughs) Bill Cosby beat his wife. (laughs) Go, 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 go. It's alleged. It's alleged. (laughs) 